What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's talk marriage. Couples. Hey, hey. We are excited to share this time with you. And we know that there's so much going on in the world, so much going on in the country. But you know what? We got to take time to connect with one another. We got to make time to make sure that we are praying for our leaders, for our uh, families, and of course, our marriages. So, you know how we get down. Let's go ahead and go to God in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we discuss your truth and the word of God in this episode called Love, we thank you in advance for setting a standard for all to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so the verse that we're going to focus on today is Genesis 2, verse 24. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. This is a... This is a verse that is is used a lot when couples are are getting married, but it's also used a lot in uh, Jewish and Christian um, dynamics and atmospheres when discussing the topic of same sex relationships. And so, you know, it's with that lens it's through the, the lens of the word and through that topic that we want to discuss today. And let's just give the readers, a, a, the listeners a, a background on, on how we actually started this discussion. Yeah, we were riding, uh, coming from somewhere and in our neighborhood, you know, we I passed the, this house as Benos was driving and I saw the sign in the yard. I could only read a portion of it, but what I read was love is love. And so that the context for which, you know, the, the sign and what it looked like, it looked like they were saying that, you know, love is love. You love who you love. And because you feel that love, then that is is right. Um, you know, because it's love. How can you go wrong with love? And so going back to the lens of the Bible, which is the standard for all believers, um, then God defines love. Right. And so then the question is, as believers, what should we believe and what should be the standard we follow as the word of God and as it relates to same sex relationships? Well, when we were driving and I asked B-Notes, uh, the question, you know, as, as a believer, if someone comes to you and says, well, love is love. So, you know, what is wrong with love? What would be, you know, response, your response? And, and you know, we started just talking about the fact that, you know, it, it seems to be that when, when you put things in terms of jobs, uh, people tend to understand that a little bit better. Right. So when you, when you think about 
applying for a position and when you apply it gives you you know the description of the job it tells you what is required and then you you interview and, and that, that person the boss the, the the business owner tells you what they require from you you agree to it you say you're still interested they hire you right you have the job you get there they give you a policy and procedure manual and then that second day, the the boss comes to you and says, you know, what are you doing? And, and you tell him or her, well, I'm doing what I think and what I feel that this job should be. I'm doing the work that I feel is best for this job. And, you know, the boss says, well, didn't you get the policy and procedure? And you say, yeah, I got it right here. But I'm doing this is what I think is best. You know, it's it's interesting, Ruby J, that. Really, if you really just take time to think about life as a whole, really only the things which align with God and his word, those are the only things people really try and change. Have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed no one comes to you and says two plus two is now five? That I, that's my truth. Everyone would look at that person with confusion and, and maybe even debate, you know, uh, like you're ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. About that, because there is an absolute standard that everyone agrees in mathematics, utilizing mathematics, two plus two equals four. Why is it we as humans feel like we get the authority to change what the Lord has considered truth and what the Lord has lined out in his word clearly? And we're just going to tell him what marriage is. I I find it. I believe the, the Lord is offended that we as humans have decided to try and uh, redefine his definition as if we know better than him. It, you know, listen, let me just start by saying this. And, 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 you know, this is something that I said in the car with Ruby J as we were discussing, um, you know, this, this podcast, and and I'll say it here live as well. If you want to or choose to, because homosexuality is a choice, if you choose to be in a homosexuality, homosexual relationship, that is your choice. God has given us free will to think and to do what we please. But please, whatever you do, do not try and put it on God. You were not born like that. You were not created like that. And more importantly, it is not marriage. A husband and a wife is what the Bible requires and defines as marriage. I don't care what. The government says the government does not have the authority to redefine it. 
No one has the authority to def- redefine what God has already established. Well, you know, some people will say, try to, to your point, talk about, you know, how the government, well, it's the law. Well, the law used to, you know, make it okay to have slaves. You know, the law said that, you know, women couldn't vote, right? Or people of color couldn't vote. So the law clearly can be and has been wrong. But I, I want to say this, because I want to just make sure that we are clear. When we talk about the this, this, because I think sometimes people have a tendency to put more weight on sins than others. Oh, right? good. Go there. So we, we're not even talking about, like, like if, if you are... Um, for example, struggling in this area or, or there's no condemnation ever, but you know, this is no different than someone shacking up. This is no different than someone stepping outside of their marital covenant. Now by shacking up, we just want to make sure that everyone is, you know, familiar with the term that means two heterosexuals cohabitating. Without being married, that that's that, that's what it is. Living together, right? Right. Thank you for for um, you know because making it plain, not, right? My urban terminology, um, but so I, I just want to make that clear. This is not a a you know we're gonna bash you know this one group of people with this one um, sin, sin and, that they and, have and right. and make it and make it seem like it it weighs more than all the others that are out there. The thing is though, I think it's just important to to point out the reason why we bring this up because you know, Satan has a way of taking things and making them seem harmless. He has a way of taking sin and making it seem harmless. So for example, you might see someone who is completely kind. They they will do, they'll help whenever they can. They give to organizations, just a, a big heart. All around what we would consider a good person. A good person. But they don't believe in Jesus Christ. And so everything that they're doing is not good works, as the word of God speaks of. Good works are things that are done in his name to give him glory. That is a requirement as a Christian. Now, I think it's interesting that whenever Christians go back to the playbook, which is the word of God, and we call out those things that God calls out and, you know, tells us we should be doing, people can get a little annoyed or frustrated or they feel like, you know what, we're not being inclusive. But going back to the job situation, you know, when you leave one organization and their policy and procedures or or, or SOPs, you go to another job and they give you theirs. You don't say, well, you know what? That doesn't align with what I know. That's not what I'm used to. And that job, if you were to say that, wouldn't say, well, you know what? You can do whatever you're used to because we're inclusive here. That's That doesn't happen. And you don't expect that to happen. But I don't know why people expect Christians to be like, well, you know what? We're going to strike through this section of the Bible because it doesn't make you feel good. Look, as a Christian, there are things in the Bible that don't make me feel good. I think that's the the, the word of God. It's supposed to be a two-edged sword. It's supposed to do that. You're right, because the, the point is that it is supposed to help you grow to become more Christ-like. Right. You know, 
we do want to say, and we are aware that there are those who may be struggling or dealing with a trial as it relates to homosexuality. Uh, you may feel like, you know, you are attracted to someone of the same sex or people of the same sex. Um, or maybe you're identifying as a, a person of a different sex. So it's not just homosexuality. It's, right, right, right. it's the overall feeling that we, as a human race, has to, the authority to redefine, to redefine creation what? and what God defines as a woman and what he defines as a man. And the interesting thing is we can, you know, undergo all the surgeries that we want. You know, if, if, if I, I am Ruby J, I am a female, but if I decide in my mind that I feel maleish and I want to be a male, I can spend all the money in the world to have them develop, you know, male plumbing for me. You know, I can, I can look the cut off all my female, whatever characteristics at the end of the day, though, I'll never be able to, I'll never be able to procreate. Right. I'll never be able to. And that, that's the key thing. Right. Right. And, and I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, as we discuss the the kingdom agenda, God's comprehensive rule here on Earth in every visible area of our life, the point of marriage is to bring God glory and then. Through that bringing God glory as husband and wife, we procreate and have other children and have children that also we raise up in such a way that they also bring God glory. And so whether it is, you know, homosexuality, whether it is, is uh, redefining uh, genders, whatever it is in this sexual arena that you want to discuss uh, as trying to redefine what it is God has defined, it's important to understand the underlying attack of the enemy. The enemy is simply trying to make sure that we as Christians don't procreate to produce more Christians as children and help glorify God even more. Now, if you choose to go down the path, please understand any path of sin, any path of sin. Please understand that it is a choice and every choice, because God is a loving God, he will allow you to choose what it is you decide to choose. But just understand you are doing it without his consent and you are saying to yourself and to God, I am willing to do what I want to do. But that also means I'm willing to accept the consequences. And I think that that's important to, to note. It is. It is. And, you know, I, I also want to reiterate that, you know, this is not about not loving our neighbor because the Lord charges us to do that. Right. And so, you know, for example, I can love my children and I do love my children, but I still teach them based upon the word of God. 
And so when they're wrong, it is up to me, it's up to Bino to correct them in love. So just because we disagree or just because my children may do something, it doesn't mean that I, in my correction of them or in my showing them or pointing them to the word of God as the standard is saying that I love, I don't love them. And that's one of the things that I think people will say, well, gosh, you know, um, they don't seem to be very loving or they seem to, to not be tolerant. You know, I don't, I don't see other people period as people I need to tolerate. You know, people are people and we're all broken. This just doesn't happen to be B notes and my cross, but I have issues that are sinful in nature. He has issues that are sinful in nature. And so we all do. And it's not a, you know, oh gosh, you're going to, to hell because you're not following God's word. It's a, look, this is God's word. It's his standard. And we call it based upon what God says. So it's not, I tell people, don't get mad at us. Don't point the finger at us that, you know, this is God's word. He is the standard. His word is the standard. And, you know, I think it's interesting the way that we think. That's why I know that we're lower beings, all of us as human beings, because think about it. When we are in, you know, the grocery store, for example, with our children or with our nieces and nephews, whatever, someone that is still growing, who's still trying to understand life. And let's say they pick up a candy bar, something without pain. We, I don't know anybody that would say, you know what? You're a thief and it's okay. Like that's, that's who you are. And we're going to, we're going to help build you. We're going to help grow you. We're going to support you in your thief nature, because you know what? It's all about being and letting yourself flourish in whatever it is that you are. You know, when I hear parents say, well, you know what? I saw, you know, early signs of my son where he just was interested in Barbies. And, you know, I just said, you know what? Let me just give him a room full of dolls and doll houses. And because I want to nurture him in what I see in him. Why is it so easy to see the need to recorrect or help guide and encourage and pray children and people who are still growing in the, it's okay. We see it clearly, the need to do that when it comes to, to stealing. We get that. We get the need to redirect that behavior. But why is, you know. But there's no difference in, in sin as God sees it between a thief, thief um, and someone redefining or trying to redefine because no one can ever redefine what God God's has created yeah. and defined. So I find it really interesting when people say, yeah, you know, I just I felt like I needed to just let my children just be. But yet those same people will, will reprimand their children if they if they f- see them stealing or if, if they see them lying. You know, no one encourages and says, you know what, be the best liar or hitting someone else, you know, be the best thief that you can be. I'm going to send you to thief school. I want you to. No one does that. And, you know. Yeah, I. I think that this is um, a touchy subject, right? Because, you know. um, Satan has so infiltrated society media 
uh, media big time, TV shows, commercials, so on and so forth. Um, and not music, just with this, with infidelity. With, with all kinds with of... all kinds of, of sins. Of you know, sexual sins. Yeah, like. making pornography a joke and saying, you know, husbands, you know, it's to be expected that they, you know, are have this full subscription to, you know, shake them cakes, that whatever. Like that's a, that's supposed to be, you know, something that's okay. That's accepted. And yeah, we become desensitized the more and more we that's are a good word. Yep. To, to watch this stuff. So I just want to say this because I know people who sin, you know why I know that? Because everyone sins. Right. Because the word of God clearly defines that. It says for all have sinned and fallen short. Right. So just like I wouldn't treat anybody differently who is struggling with pornography or someone who has stepped outside of their marriage or someone who is battering their wife or their husband, you know, the list goes on and on. Just pick a sin. I would not treat them differently. I would not treat someone who's having a sexual um, challenges and don't quite understand how to identify and and falling into the trap of that they have a choice as far as how they are created. Um, those are all the same, just a bucket of sin. And so I don't treat and have any prejudice towards any of those people because I have a bucket of my own that I'm in. You have a bucket of your own that you're in, that you're fighting crosses that we're bearing. But it's important to also say that we are supposed to love our neighbors, but also we're supposed to make sure that we point them to what God says. And that's what this is. It's a point to what God says in his word about what it is we're supposed to be doing and then loving them and praying them and encouraging them to align as they pray and love and encourage me and you to align. Yeah. Um, you know, it can be difficult when you are, um, in any kind of sin, uh, you know, bogged down and, and tied and tangled in any kind of sin to realize or or realize a a way of escape. But the Bible says it clearly that that there's always a way of escape. Even if you feel like the only thing you can do is ask for help, that may be your way of escape. If you don't see a way of escape, please just talk to someone. You feel free to leave us a message. Um, you know, whatever you gotta do uh, to to get help. You know, call a friend, call a loved one, call someone. You know, say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. We all have sins. We all deal with sin. We are all working towards being more Christ-like. We all need help. Yeah, and there and there should be no sin that is off the table that says, oh, well, you know what, if you discuss this, you're you're showing a lack of tolerance or, you know, there should be no sin that we can't bring up and expose to the light. And I, I feel like sometimes the sexuality in the world today that that sin is one that people are just really like, oh, well, you know, if you say anything, that means you, you, you know, you're, you're prejudiced. Well, no. I mean, just like I hold myself, I expect others to hold me and point me in the right direction to God's word. And so it's, it's about doing it lovingly. And, um, that that's it. Yeah. That's I, it. I think, I think that you did a great job of 
making sure that um, in our discussion that with with this podcast that you know it didn't it doesn't come across as a badgering session. I think that you've done a great job as a facilitator of this podcast. You know, I want to also encourage you as a listener to um, maybe start having these kind of discussions with, um, you know, your spouse. Maybe the Lord, if, if you're if this is not an area, if 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 you find someone who comes to you and ask for your advice instead of giving them what you think want to just pray that you would be be mindful and give them what the word actually says and that's for all of us across everything right every right. area of life yeah. every area of life and I think and I believe that if we all did that then there would be no room for uh, for confusion. If we all started working off the same truth, there is one truth. It is God the Father who sent the Son, Jesus, and who now has sent the Holy Spirit. And we have the Bible as the word of the Trinity. And that's that's the thing. We we're we're as a society moving further and further away from one truth. And you know, I, I like to think of it like, you know, just the common traffic signal. You know, we all know red means stop, yellow slow down, green go. But what if one day I wake up and say, you know what, to me, green, right, should be stop and red should be go. Like I feel it in my spirit. That red should mean go. That's my truth. That's what it means to me. And so I began to get a whole group of people to say, you know what? Red traffic lights mean go. And we should stand to that. We should hold to it. That is the truth. That's our truth. And then you get out there and you start driving that way. Just think about the chaos that would ensue. And so the same thing, when we start living a life, all of us, well, my truth is this. Imagine how fickle we are. Our emotions are fickle. If we all stop and think about how often we felt one way and we just knew that we were so right about that way and then we slept on it and the next day it's like, wait a minute, what was I thinking? You never want to rely on your emotions to guide what you do. And God knows that about us, which is why he's given us plays that we're supposed to execute from his word of God, from, from his word. So, um, that's it. You know, love all people, love God, love all people and know that he's already defined all truths. And they're not up for discussion or debate. Or revision. Right. That, that's or it. Revision. That's it. So um, we're going to take a quick break um, and then we'll be right back. We want to take some time just to thank those who've donated to this podcast thus far. Your generous gift really does matter. Together, as a State of Your Union, So You supporter, we can continue to offer trusted biblical principles today, tomorrow, and in the future. So thank you so much. And if you are listening and you want to know how to donate, there's a link in this podcast that will allow you to do just that. 
Also, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with others. We want to make sure that we get the word out there and we expand and extend our reach. Lastly, but not least, all the prayers that come in about this podcast, about marriages, we love that. As we continue to pray for you, please pray for us and just know that we love you. Continue to pray and fight the good fight. Stay blessed. All right. We are back. Uh, any closing comments? You know, again, you know, we, our intent here is to shed light on the word of God. And our intent is to speak in truth, but in love. Take the truth and put it in love. Yeah, you know what? Something else, too, that we, we've been talking about. And I think it, it can go here as well there's a place for it here and that is you know i see in the corporate world and in the world period you know the whole inclusion diversity kind of um terminology and in some instances more and more i'm seeing that those are sort of being blended together to the point where people are saying oh you know you got to be inclusive and you know there's diversity and it's almost like the inclusive stuff um, where we're talking about people who want to redefine how God created them or redefine their gender or whatever, you know, just whatever the list is. They also, you know, kind of put that in the same bucket as being ha having racial um Tolerance. Inequality. Yeah, race race inequality. And, and race relations, right? Um, almost as if they're saying, well, you know what, if you're being discriminatory, against you know someone who identifies as a woman when they were born as a man that's the same as you not treating a, a person that is a brown or black person equally as a white person well you know i don't think that those are, are the same they aren't the same um yeah um and so it's important that you know as we as we examine that uh difference we take the reality of a person who is born African-American or brown skin, Latino descent, or Indian or anyone of color. Um, it's not the same as someone who is choosing to be a male who was born a female. And vice versa. And, or vice versa. And and. and and there are a couple of reasons why, but just just for clarity's sake, uh, you don't get to pick your race, first and foremost. You're born however you're born. And you don't get to pick your gender. And you don't get to pick your gender. You're born the way that God created you. Now, as far as treatment and inclusion, if you... Um, you know, or, or, you know, people who are, uh, dealing with, you know, same sex, uh, relationships. relationships, you know, some, sometimes it seems like all three of those kind of get wrapped in the same swaddling bucket and they're not the same. Well, and here's the thing. Let me get up tomorrow and say, you know what? 
I want to be a white girl. I identify as a white girl. I feel white. And I just go out in the world and I tell people who say, you know, look at me and treat me like a black girl. And I say, well, I'm not a black girl. I'm, I'm white. I identify as a white girl. Or if I'm in the acting industry and it clearly says that they're looking for a white female lead and I show up, that's going to be awkward for everybody. They're going to be like, wait a minute, you're, but we, we act, actually asked for a white female lead. And I raise my hand and say, well, I identify as white. There's a reason why no one d- does that because it's not the same thing. It, it, right. It's just, right. Because, you know, and, and it's and it's tricky because here's the thing is, is if you are just dealing with same sex issues. Well, if you if, if you never tell someone, never, never uh, put up a picture or anyone, if you just walk through your day and no one can tell that you um, are interested in same sex people, then it's not the same as race. Because when you are brown or black skinned, everyone looking at you can see it can see it right if i if i am a, like i said i could cut away all my girl parts and make myself look like a man and appearance wise i can blend right on in if if i have the right cosmetic surgeon i can do that um but as a black person brown person it doesn't matter how i identify it's going to be up to how people see me And we've been fighting, people have been fighting brown people for hundreds of years to be treated equally. And that is not because we're trying to be something that we are not. It is because people are not treating us and having and showing value in the way that we are versus someone who doesn't see the value themselves in the way that they are. So they want to be different. And then now they're like, I need you to treat me the way that now I, I want to be. That's different. Now, I, I just have to I just have to say this because, you know, as, as podcast listeners, you cannot see the hand movements Ruby J is, is utilizing to try and clarify this point. But it is. It is absolutely funny. I'm sure it's hilarious. And this one is, you know, and it's not a funny topic, but it's, it is one that makes me feel, uh, if I'm not careful, I, I'm frustrated. Or, I, I can get frustrated yeah. or annoyed or when people offended. like, or offended. Yeah. When someone's like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm a woman and I have, you know, a, 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 a woman partner and, you know, Black Lives Matter and our fight together. We're fighting this common thing of just prejudice. No, it's not the same. I believe that everybody should be treated like a human being, period. That's true. But your fight to be, to defy the way that you were created is not the same as a fight of a black or brown person to make or hold others to the importance of valuing how they were created. 
black and brown people are not asking you to or not changing. They haven't changed their creation and now saying, hey, I need you to accept it. They're saying, here is who I am. Here's how God created me. And I need you to see the value in that. That's a different thing altogether. And I think that's important to make that distinction. But getting back to, you know, the love is love comment. And I think that's where we're going to close it out. You know, we define love as God defines it. And God holds us to loving each other through our human um, limitations that we all have in sin. And so it doesn't mean that I don't love people who sin. And it doesn't mean people don't love me because I sin. We are to love each other, but we're also to hold each other to the standard of God's word, period. Anything else, B-Notes? No, I think you've said it all. Um, As always, you can reach us, send us a message. We love you. We're praying for you. Yep. Keep praying. Be blessed.